Hey, welcome to the DistroBoss podcast. It's Savora. Again, no guest today, just me to you. Um, I've actually just finished reading the first part of my book, not the first chapter. My book split up into four parts. And um, the reason I'm actually reading this is to kind of bring some of the content that I, even though I wrote it, I'm trying to bring it to the top of my mind because I'm about to start, uh, well, I'm about to create a challenge. Um, now, the reason I'm creating this five-day challenge, um, it's basically going to be like an educational way of getting people into the app that I'm creating. The app is called DistroList. And of course, this is part of the Distro Channels universe of what I do. It's um, it's all about, well, I'll take you back. So my business uh, is all about essentially finding out the people, places, and things that have the attention or the influence over the customers that a product or service would want. So my job would essentially be to go and find businesses around the world, wherever they may be, whatever industry they may be in, and build them distribution channels. And if I can build up enough of a distribution, a big enough distribution network, um, I'd essentially get paid uh, on the total amount of transactions that came through. That's kind of how I modeled it. So the, set, the setup fees wouldn't be too high. I wouldn't need to be within their company embedded for too long. I could be in there for a short while. And then I could sort of set up these networks and uh, essentially have them run um, in, in a manner that's self-regulating. And I made a lot, well, I had a lot of success doing that. Uh, and I've been doing it for the last 20 years. And the reason I've kind of written this book is to kind of help people understand that building distribution channels is something very natural and can be done in any, at any level as, as an entrepreneur. You can do it right off right from the start, because that's how I started. I started um, at the very beginning when, uh, and it was actually uh, when I had my, this, I was sent into an interview by a recruiter. And you know, I actually write about the story in the book, so I won't go into full detail, but I, I went into this interview and I knew that I wasn't getting the job. And I went in, had the interview, walked out of there feeling deflated, knew that it wasn't gonna happen. The recruiter called me about 20 minutes later, um, and uh, he said, well, how'd it go? I said, well, I, it, went, it didn't go well uh, and I didn't get the job. And he was like, oh, well, maybe not, better luck next time, perhaps different. You know, he was giving me all this recruiter talk about kind of turning the tables on me in terms of how I wasn't able to perform well enough in the interview. But the truth, the truth was I was going up against people that were, you know, above my station. They were better than me, frankly. Um, you know, I, it was 2008. Um, the job market was really bad. So the companies that were hiring were getting an they were, they were getting inundated with tons of candidates and they could just cherry pick from the very best. And I wasn't the very best, point blank period. And I, I recognized that then. I got a 2-1, uh, which is the equivalent of like a B plus uh, from a mid-tier university. I went to De Montfort. They're probably going to hate on me for saying that, but it's the truth. And, you know, anyway, so I was walking back and I was like, well, this guy just basically put a price tag around my neck and sent me into this job interview um, to get, to get hired. So what did he do? He, he found a company that was willing to pay him for something. And, and these were, this went for all the recruiters that I was working with. He found a company that they were, they, that would be willing to pay them for this a successful hire. So this was the thing that they were, they wanted as a company. The middleman in this instance, in this instance was the recruiter and their job was to go out and find other recruitment agencies or oh, sorry they were their job was to go out and find other uh, potential candidates um that would essentially fit the role now in this instance it was quite interesting because 
the recruitment company that I signed up for was not the recruitment company that actually sent me in for the interview. What had happened was recruitment company A got the job listing or got the job opportunity. Um, they, they secured the contract with the company that had the job and they didn't have the talent. They didn't have the candidates within that with, that they could, you know, that would fit the position. So what they did was they collaborated with another recruitment agency, the one I was with, who supposedly had the sales, the sales people um, that fit the caliber. And I guess they were doing a commission split. And so that was when I first realized it, that what they had done is just basically utilize someone else that had access to the thing that they wanted. And that's when it kind of hit me. It's like, all I needed to do was, I mean, why, why, what could this, why would that stop me from doing it? What, what would stop me from going into a company? There wasn't any regulations that limited me from doing it. And then I started thinking of all the other places, all the other businesses that could do it too. So they were like, you know, what would, 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 a, would a gym pay me a fee uh, for getting people in for them? You know, would a car dealership who's selling a car, would they pay me a sales commission if I said to them, hey, look, I'm going to bring someone in tomorrow that's interested in buying this type of vehicle. If I bring them in, would you pay me a commission? What, matter of fact, you know, I wouldn't ask them like that. I'd say, how much do you pay your sales staff in commissions for selling that Toyota um, or any of this kind of these kind of cars you have? If they say, oh, we pay 10% or 7% or whatever. Okay. I'm going to bring someone in next week um, that's going to want one of these cars and I'm going to bring them in. You don't have to pay me a salary or anything, but I do want to be paid that same commission. Would you be willing to do that? I'm going to bring you a paying customer. Most companies will say yes to that. Um, obviously, larger corporations, they'll have policy and procedure that will be roadblocks and, you know, problems for you to get through, um, just bureaucracy. But uh, for the small to medium enterprise, most of the time they'll say yes. You could call any software company that's selling software out there or, uh, <laughs> or any type of company that has something that they're selling that they would essentially hire salespeople for. Um, matter of fact, you could just go onto a job board right now and search for sales positions at businesses um, in your area, for instance. And if they're, paying, if they're looking to hire salespeople and they're looking to pay a commission um, for successful sales, they'll probably pay you as an outside uh, boots on the ground salesperson on a commission only basis. So that was what, what I kind of realized. Of course, that's not, that's not uh, you know, none of this is uh, groundbreaking or, uh, you know, some kind of a scientific anomaly here. This is all very simple, simple to understand grassroots kind of process. So anyway, long story short, I move on. I end up starting to, you know, connect with businesses out there in the world who have a product, an offer, an opportunity uh, that are willing to pay significant commissions. And I would then go ahead and find the people, places, and things that had access to or influence over the target buyer audience that company uh, wanted to target. And so I would make those connections. I'll bring them in and then I'll start making a ton of money. And I did, I did that for a long time. So I, my business in a sense was the service, right? It wasn't, I didn't have anything specific that I was selling myself. I didn't have any specific kind of brand identity other than I was this kind of power broker, this middleman, um, this distribution network builder. Um, and so hence the name distro channels, that's the, that's my company's name right now. And that's basically what I do today. That's the very same thing I do. I go and connect with companies. I build their distribution networks up. They make sales. I get paid. Um, I usually charge for a setup fee and I get paid on the, the transactions that come through. So uh, why the book? The book is to kind of explain that in simple terms, in terms of how to get, how anybody 
who's maybe sitting behind their desk thinking about quitting the company, wanting to get into business, don't necessarily want to do the thing that they're already an expert at because maybe they don't want to be an accountant if they're going to be building their own business. They want, they're going to go through the lengths of you know, building their own sort of income stream. They want to do something that they like. So you know, this is a way to actually get your hustle on. Um, and so the four steps in part one, and I've basically broken it down into four steps. The first step is to pick a business, find a business that's local to you. It doesn't have to be local. It could be something that's online, but as long as they're paying a commissionable element as a, you know, to, to a sale being made. And so as long as you can find a company like that, you're good. That's part one, you know, ticked off. Next step is to essentially uh, agree the deal. And sometimes, you know, some companies have affiliate platforms or programs available. Some have introducer agreements already in place, referral agreements where they'll pay you a commission for something. Um, you know, there are companies that have cottoned on to this. And of course, you know, it's, it's kind of standard practice for a lot of businesses out there. Um, so businesses will have it. I always say start looking local first, only because um, it's better, you know, partnering with a company that doesn't have like a huge affiliate network already. You don't want to be run, you know, you don't want to just swap your, well, be in the rat race again. Uh, you want to get something that's relatively unique to you um, if you're offering something out there. So you've got the business that you want to partner with. Uh, you've agreed a fee. You've papered the deal in whatever form you had to do it, whatever manner you had to go about doing that, whether it's, like I say, affiliate agreement, introducer agreement, uh, referral arrangement, whatever it is. So you've got the company. You've agreed the fee. You've, you've papered the deal. And third step is to identify or figure out who their target audience is. So who are they trying to sell to? If it's a watch company that, you know, they're going to be paying you 15% on any watch sold over 50 grand. Okay. So, you know, that this is, you've got to figure out who their target buyers are and where do they, where do those target buyers exist? Uh, and by doing that, by figuring out where they exist, you're going to figure out where, like who essentially, um, you know, where they're, where they're essentially gathering, where are they congregating um, offline and online, you know? So, how do you so your your fourth step essentially is to signpost to stick up signposts to let people know where to go buy this thing and of course when they do make that sale or when they make that purchase uh when a sale is made you're going to be paid your commission because of course you've papered the deal and you know who's come through uh the system so i explain how to do that in part one of this book and um to the point of how do you signpost, because that's going to be the sticking point for most people. Okay, I can find a company, I can agree a deal, I can identify who their target audience is, but okay, signpost, that's like this magical thing. Like how do you get the how do you get the buyers, right? Well, you've got like three options I talk about. Option one is, you know, you go ahead and start building a, a presence online, you start building your own uh, brand, and you start, you know, essentially promoting the fact that, you know, you, you build an audience, essentially, the, the target buyer group that they're looking for, you build that audience yourself, and then you start feeding this opportunity to them. So that's option one, right? The, the, the organic way, if you will. It takes too long, though. So if you thought that was a good idea, it probably is a good idea for long-term brand building. I mean, if you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, for instance, yeah, he'd be all about that. But the truth is, if you're trying to basically make rent by the end of the month in 30 days, you need to see money coming in now. It's too slow. So that's not a good option. So option two is, you know, SEO, S, um, SEO, SEM, and other types of ads on social media, for instance. I mean, the beautiful thing about ads is that if you create, you know, search engine optimization and search engine marketing um, are good because, you know, there's two, there's two golden rules with that. It's like, well, golden truths with that, I should say. It's the fact that when you make, 
you know, you're by the reason it's so successful is if you create an ad with under the framework of SEM, you're able to serve that ad to people exactly when they have the problem. So they type it in at the exact time that they have that problem. So it's the exact problem and the exact time. So I'm trying to say, so someone searches for a, a solution to something that they have. I want to buy a watch, a Rolex watch, um, London, for instance, or watch shops, London. Um, that's the, you know they had a problem. That's they're looking for a solution, and then you can serve your ad at the exact time that they want that that problem solved. So that's why that works. But and and in much the same way when it comes to social media marketing, again you can look at these target audiences that you've identified, the target buyer groups, and then you could just serve ads to them. So it's not quite on demand like that, but it's definitely to the right demographic. But the problem with that is it all costs money, and you've got to figure that whole marketing process out. You know if you've ever looked at the if you ever tapped into like Google, um, you know, the, the Google, Google mar marketing backend and you go into the, the, the Facebook manager backend. I mean, I've, I've always had other people do it for me, but whenever I've kind of looked over the shoulder and had a look and see what they're clicking on, it's just looks complex as hell. And I don't want to get involved with that because it's just, that's not my bag. That's not what I do. I'm, if I'm, if I, if we're going to call me something, I'm the entrepreneur, the, the idea generator. I know how I have these great crazy ideas about how to make money, but I don't know the nitty gritty when it comes to like uh, figuring out how to run campaigns. I understand the nature of a campaign and what a campaign should look like, but I don't know how to actually deploy it like that. So, you know, that's not going to work either because unless of course you've got a ton of money to sit on that you can, that you're sitting on a ton of money that you can deploy on that and you can hire somebody and you can have this extra surplus for the ad advertising budget, it's going to be too expensive. So what, where does that leave you? You know, if you can't build your own network and you're having trouble buying into your a network of potential buyers, how are you going to do it? Well, option, that's where option number three comes in, which is to tap into someone else's network. You want to tap into a person, place, or thing that already has access to that target buyer group. And you want to collaborate with them so that they're essentially carrying your sales message. They have the authority to carry your sales message um, to their audience and therefore have a higher probability of completing a sale. Um, so that is like the four steps of part one. I'm essentially, like I said, I'm reading my book now because I want to break it all down. I want to break it all down, deep dive into each of those pillars and explain exactly how to do what um, so that you can actually achieve success with this within five days, because that's pretty much exactly how I did it. Um, I couldn't make rent. I couldn't pay my bills. I could barely afford my travel expenses to get into the city at the time in 2008 for my uh, for my job interviews, that just going to try and get the job wasn't working. So I actually uh, followed this exact process. I didn't call it the four-step process back then. I didn't have it so organized. And I kind of just muddled through it. But when, you, when I'm thinking back in hindsight, that's what it was. And um, so I'm going to go through that. And more, more importantly, of course, it's, as I say, it's a five-day challenge because I'm tying it into uh, almost like a lead magnet to get people into trying out the app. What does the app do? Well, my DistroList app allows you to build up your distribution lists. And so if you found your company, if you paper the deal, uh, you can go into this app, tell the app who your ideal buyer group is, and the app will go ahead and find you all the people at the moment. It, well, I want to have people, places, and things, but it will, it will currently show you all the people um, that, we, we, that it can identify that have the audience groups that you're trying to sell to. And so if you have those people, the people who have the influence over those groups, who have high engagement rates on social media, you can therefore collaborate with them 
uh, and they can carry your message to their audience group and you can cut them into the deal. You can pay them for it. Uh, it's a very, very effective way of building up a distribution strategy very, very quickly. And so it's not just uh, a tool that does that. There's the educational element to it too, that helps you kind of handhold you through the process so that within that five day period, you can actually have some success. Uh, the five day challenge is free. The software is not, that's the, the crux of it. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, that is what I'm working on right now. So I felt like as far as documenting my journey, this is the thing that I'm building right now. Is the five day challenge ready yet? Nope. I'm working on it right now. Is the app ready yet? Nope. I've got developers working on that right now. Um, so in between the contracts that I currently have and executing on them, this is the thing that I'm doing to try, uh, to kind of scale up my own business. So, um, that's it for today. Uh, that's my little update to you hopefully you got some insight from that that you can apply in your own business if you want to know more keep watching these podcasts if you want the book like i say it's kind of like a pre-sale at the moment um in fact i don't know if i did say that at the beginning i can't remember um the book is actually on amazon the distroverse this one right here this is the book i'm literally like i say going through the book right now um just seeing if it reads well reading it out loud uh, i'm also uh, you know, I've got some people picking up like a small, small focus groups, picking out like a small cohort of people just to give me their feedback on it. So I just, to make my life easier, if I just publish it on Amazon, uh, they can actually just buy it and it will just drop shit to them. It's the cheapest price possible. You can get it for like, well, I think if you sign up for Kindle, it's free. Um, and the paperbacks are like 10 bucks and whatnot. So it's just, it's just really, like I say, a pre-sale at the moment. I am going to update the book. So if you're looking for a polished copy, this is not the time to buy it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the content there and I'm, I'm, like I say, I'm putting together a free training program just to get people into a position where they can actually take action and make money. Uh, and if you've been listening to the other podcasts I've been doing lately, you know, that's what it's all about. I'm learning from other businesses. I'm speaking to other companies in terms of their own journey, finding out how they're getting through, um, their, you know, their, their, their sticking points with their early stage at their early stages in their business. And, uh, you know, I, I'm essentially, in, I'm, I'm following suit in my own path. You know, I've made a lot of success. I've had a lot of success um, building distribution networks for companies. If you Google me, you'll know that I had my Icarus moment. I partnered with lots of different companies, was pulling in over 800 million um, over eight years, but I was in business for 20. So, you know, after a little while, I started to make really big money. Um, and uh, I ended up partnering with someone that was, you know, a bad actor and I got caught up in that whole world. And um, I had my Icarus moment. I flew too high, was, wasn't paying attention, wasn't doing enough due diligence and I had my fall. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I do have, I do have some, some deep level uh, experience here with selling stuff and the stuff that I sold was rather large. We're talking about real estate, investments, that sort of thing. Uh, made a lot of money in that world, but I also sold merchandise. I've even sold information products too. So um, there's a lot that I'm putting into this book to help kind of uh, make it easy to understand and and something that could be relevant to most people who are looking to start up right now. And like I say, this stuff is grassroots. I don't have any, hey, you can make money on your cell phone. All you have to do is log in for an hour each day. I, I, that's not what I'm about. This is really just, you've got to put the work in. You can make a lot of money. You can make enough money to you know replace the job that you have right now. But it's it's not by no means this is not a, a get rich quick scheme. This is a, just a very very effective way of doing business and to get get into doing business. So um, all right, till next time. Um, by the way, if you like the stuff, if you like this content, uh, like and subscribe. This is early days for the podcast, so uh, every like and subscribe helps. <laughs> all right, till next time.